Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, everyone. It is a pleasure to have you along listening, downloading, streaming, oh, whatever you do. It's so great. And we have great conversations this week once again. You correct that. Again, it's a one conversation, but this time it takes the better part of the hour as we speak with two incredible young singer-songwriters. They also happen to be a couple. We spend the better part of the hour with Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas. By the way, thanks to those of you that came out to March Madness Trivia Tuesday night at Chasers. It's also March Madness Trivia at the Sky and Tea Friday night with a ruggedly handsome one. Um, but if you're thinking it's just a duplicate, think again. Different questions. Plus, we will be back at Chasers next Tuesday with wildcard trivia. Look for an update on our Facebook page. Here we are. It is episode number 120. Let's celebrate. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, lift them high, whatever you might happen to have in your hand at this time of day, because it depends on when you're listening. But let's toast a great man that follows music around the Sioux Empire. His name is Pat Hartigan. We could really just toast him for that because of everything that he does. But this week, he made such a great point. And what we really need to toast are our priorities. Pat Hartigan's Facebook meme this past week was, I really should save money. Ooh, look, concert tickets. <laughs> yes, and that's what happens. We even talk about it later when we're talking with our guests, Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas. Pat is a great guy, so here's to you, my friend. Certainly appreciate uh, everything that you do around town supporting the arts and entertainment. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. You know what? No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the eight local breweries. Now, right now, there's five local breweries that are competing in not March Madness, but MASH Madness. And they've collaborated with our friends at Ale Hop Brewery Tours. So you can take a tour. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, having a little too much to drink because they transport you from one place to the next. It's a great deal. I am so looking forward to the time that I actually have a little time that my wife and I can do that so she can have a whole bunch of beer because I'm a Jack Daniels drinker. But I will on occasion 
have a beer at some of our local breweries just because I like to support them. Besides, they usually support them in other ways, uh, including beverage, not just beverages, but uh, also their food items that so many of them have. It's incredible. So you want to be part of that incredibleness, don't you? Here's what you do. Book a private tour online at alehopbrewerytours.com. Right now, in the month of March, you put MASH Madness 2022, and uh, you're going to get yourself 10% off. So MASH Madness 22. I think I said 2022 earlier. MASH Madness 22 at uh, alehopbrewerytours.com. That'll get you 10% off. All right, so take it from others. I'd recommend this tour to anyone, beer, lover, or not. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. They also have Wine Wednesdays. All right, well, what tickled my funny bone, made me laugh silly, or just put a big smile on a grandfather's face. That's what it was earlier this week on Monday. I had to rearrange a few things, but I was able to make it over to Brandon's, uh, the Brandon Valley Performing Arts Center, beautiful facility. And the reason I was there is because our 10-year-old granddaughter is just, you know, I'm, I'm tapping my chest right now uh, where my heart is because she is just so wonderful. We love Harper. She's 10 years old. And she was one of about 100 elementary and middle school students in a festival choir because it happens to be March being Music in Schools Month. Now, you know, sometimes you go to a, um, a, a concert of elementary and middle school kids and so forth, and your ears on occasion might go, mm, but no, 100, it was probably right around 100, solid and they were having fun, and they respected their director and their accompanist and everybody else. And uh, just a, a nice half hour where they just belted it out. So proud of her. But also, let's be thankful that we have such things as Music in Schools Month. Yeah, that definitely needs some applause. All right. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to spend the best part of today's show Speaking with Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas, the couple that also happen to be young singer-songwriters. Oh, yeah, they can play, too. So that's coming up next on the Dave Holly Hour. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself, too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. The Dave Holly Hour. 
eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, everybody. It is always, you know, you know what I'm going to say. It's always such a pleasure uh, to talk to uh, great creators, especially when it comes to the uh, music scene here in the Sioux Empire, and especially when you can find a couple. And uh, I know we've talked with uh, Brady Reed and uh, Katie Reed before about their music interests. Well, today we bring together Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas. And it's just uh, such a, a great uh, pleasure for me to be able to have you both on the show. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I saw you guys back in, uh, let's see, it would have been Jazz Crawl that was going on. So that yeah, uh, puts us back in uh, the middle of July. Yep, yep. And uh, then we, I started to, to try and get in touch with you a little bit, to Grayson. And it was like, oh, man, just can't do it right now. And, yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. play hard to get a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wearing the come and get me cologne. Huh? <laughs> right, yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, it is just uh, so great to have you uh, both here. Thank and, you. And uh, to be able to uh, have a, a great time and uh, talk about everything that uh, you have going on. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about each of your events that you have musically, and then of course collaboratively too. Sure. sure. So Grayson, how did you get started uh, playing music? Well, actually, uh, I played sports all through middle school, and that was a great passion of mine. And and uh, basically broke my collarbone between eighth and ninth grade. Okay. So I was uh, set to play sports and that happened. Mm -hmm. And then it was just I wiped out on a bike and broke the collarbone and then uh, immediately said, uh, "Okay, I can't move very much. So instead of uh, having uh, sports shoulder problems, I decided to have guitar neck problems. Yeah. And and calluses on your fingers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. So I just started started playing guitar nonstop and I was always in choir and stuff in school. So it was a natural transition there. Self-taught? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And was it originally playing by ear more so? Yeah, so I found a little Christmas book that had the chord chart pictures on top of the, and Christmas music, something that I knew. So I could, you know, knew the melody and stuff like that, knew how it was supposed to sound. It was a struggle at first. But uh, seeing those little pictures of where to put my fingers and figuring Uh it out, learn the whole book. And then from there, it was just like, take these three chords and make a song. And that's what I really like to do, like right off the bat was just um, write music and write songs for my friends, for my family, for myself, you know. So and then from there, it was just all time spent. You know, just uh, constantly sitting in my bedroom, mom yelling downstairs, hey, be quiet, you know. So. <laughs> and they were, while they were doing that, though, they were also thankful you weren't into drums. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I got my start with that. And then uh, gained confidence through joining or starting a worship band when I was 14 years old. I started for my church uh, mm-hmm. uh, worship band and then. Um, just did talent shows, you know, stuff at school and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I started. So how long would you say it took you to uh, be proficient then? Uh, you know, I'm still still learning. So well, aren't we all? You know, <laughs> right, that's, right. that's a big part of it. Uh, in, in fact, I just read a great article last week about uh, everything that uh, somebody wants to be an artist, and they meant that in the broad term of all artistic endeavors, Right, uh, is that never stop learning. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. 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 So I would I would say just uh, 
gained confidence through that first band that I had started yeah. and, and uh, you know, really started once I started surrounding myself with musicians that could challenge me and push me. And I've been fortunate in Sioux Falls to find, you know, some of the very best in town that have. I was going to say, we got a couple of talented people around. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely wow. some great musicians. Too, you know? <laughs> yeah. So and I've been fortunate enough to have those guys uh, kind of you know, push me along and challenge me to try mm -hmm. different things or almost uh, take some of my ideas and put their their uh, brains on it and kind of, this is what you're trying to do. So mm -hmm. then that, that kind of developed me in, in what I was trying to go for musically, original music-wise. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Audrey, what is your story about the beginning in the music industry? In the music industry, wow. Um, well, I would say that uh, our stories are very similar. I, I broke my collarbone, but it didn't lead me to play guitar. <laughs> I um, I actually did play for um, a worship band when I was about 14 years old. And uh, although I was always a, a singer, they really taught me how to sing. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you grow up and you do the choir, you do the show choir. Right. Um, but in church, sometimes you have that soul and they just really um, impacted, you know, uh, my my ability to sing and just gave me the freedom to try new things. And from there I had um, a friend of mine said, why don't you try out for American Idol? And this was back in 2009. Mm -hmm. So I, I just said, what the heck I'm graduating high right. school. Like I don't have a, a, a perfect career path yet. I'm still figuring things out. Like why not just give this a try? And um, so I had the wonderful opportunity to go to Hollywood after getting right. accepted, accept. the the golden ticket, everything, <laughs> you know, and I just really discovered how little I knew about music at the time. And um, so that was just such a learning experience. I in, came in home. In what regard? In what regard? Yeah. Um, just understanding who I was as an individual and mm -hmm. the type of music that I wanted to to produce. You know, I was always able to, to play other people's songs. Um, to the best of my ability. And I just, uh, just started to understand like, okay, how does that, how do their songs translate to my life and how am I able to put that out and make that my own? And then that kind of took me to the le next level to say, well, why don't I just start write, writing my own music and what matters to me and how I'm able to impact a community or a single person through the songs that I'm writing? Because we all have music that has led us, uh, has brought us through tough times or happy times. You know, you play rock and roll or pop when you want to dance and, and, and entertain, or you play smooth jazz when you're sitting down, you know, in the living room by the fire. So we all have those songs that mean so much to us in a certain point in time. And I feel like if, if our songs can impact one person in the same way that other music has impacted me, then we're, we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, now, do you collaborate at this point now when it comes to the songwriting or are you each writing your own and then you take a look at each other's work? How, how, oh, how do you balance this? That's a wonderful question. I, I, I get in one per interview, one wonderful question. So <laughs> run with it. Well, I think uh, Audrey uh, and I, when we first sang together, it was through a worship team and we instantly felt like a connection. It was more of a um, it was it wasn't so much like playing the song, looking at the sheets or whatever. It was instantly once we knew the songs, uh, we would just start kind of looking at each other. And it was like awkward at first. It was like, what am I looking at this person for? You know, and then we just started like really feeling the music together, you know, mm -hmm. through through that. And then so there was a there was an instant kind of connection musically for us that was just well balanced. And um, I agree. And what I loved about those first moments, I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but it, we were just able to harmonize on this music 
playing for the first time ever together. And that right. was just yeah. something that I felt like I had never had that connection with another human before where <laughs> it was just able to, we were able to like, we knew where we were going in that right. moment yeah. where the peak was in the music and where the finale, you know, was. And, um, it was just so wonderful to, to be able to do that in front of our friends right. and family as well. So and that then, has to be a great experience when you actually get to that point and you, you can feel it that right. we're not yeah. just singing for notes and words mm -hmm. on a piece of paper. We're singing, uh, to make a difference. Yes. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then creatively, I think when, when we write, you know, whether it be the initial idea usually stems from one of us, I would mm -hmm. say. And then, um, as we develop it, we just kind of bounce like, Oh, well, let's try this or let's change this word or, you know, and then, and then I'm more of a repetition, you know, I'll, you know, beat it till it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, and she'll uh, she'll kind of take an outside perspective on things and, you know, just let it kind of breathe, as, you know. So I think through each other, we just kind of find a good balance of, you know, the, uh, me being wanting a perfected, you know, type um, product and then her being more like, well, we got to let our, ourselves breathe, you know, as far as creativity goes, it balances mm -hmm. itself really well. So, uh, but yeah, as far as creative creating together i think it's a joint effort overall yeah, i yeah. agree what was the first song you wrote together oh that's good Do you question. remember was it headed west well i'm not sure or spend it, it all i think it might have been spend it all in the garage there might have been a few before that but i think that's oh, the first one we would really... you like to tell them about that yeah i'll let it's you yeah. go ahead that's a... so we had both found ourselves living in nashville tennessee mm -hmm. music city just a wonderful place yeah. to experience um music and growth and mm -hmm. Um, it just so happened we were like, oh, hey, let's get together. We're both from Sioux Falls. Like, we'll try and write some music together. Just get the creative juices flowing. So we're in the garage of my, um, of your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was your house at the time. Yep. And uh, we were singing this melody or this chorus called, what's a life with all that money if you don't need it? Yeah, yeah. If you don't need it. And um, it's a, basically a song about um, spending it all because, you know, at the time we were pretty broke in the big right. city, you know, just musicians trying to make it. So yeah. it was just like, uh, you know, you want to go out and have fun again? Well, we really can't afford it. But yeah, let's do <laughs> Whatever, it. You know? Spend it all. We don't care. You know, yeah, we don't <laughs> worry about tomorrow have fun with each other. You know, yeah, I don't know. Do you know uh, Pat Hardigan at all? Yeah, I yeah, Pat. yeah. Pat Pat had a great meme this week on the Facebook. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was a, a little fish and it said, uh, you know, I really need to learn to save money. And the next thing is, oh, look, concert tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is us. That's basically us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were, you know, singing this song and we were so excited about it. But the most spectacular thing had happened. It's only happened to me once in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, that time. Yeah. We were singing this chorus. And as soon as we finished the chorus, um, a, a songbird outside of the garage, the, the garage door is open, a songbird repeated the melody back to us. Whoa. <laughs> and yeah, we were like, we, yep. we both looked at each other. Did you hear that? Oh my goodness. I think we even have it yeah, on an so old record no somewhere. Way. There's no, no way. Kidding. We were just hearing that. And then we did it again. And, it, and, and the it bird again. did it back so to we us. We actually have a recording somewhere we of do. the bird singing the same melody back oh, to us. Oh man, that's <laughs> fantastic. So that was just a great experience. Again, that was just one of those moments where we're like, wow, you know, we must be doing something right. How, yeah. What an honor to have a songbird, you know, mimic our music. Right, right. They're the songbirds. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point did you say, you know what? 
we're going to do this uh, besides the singing and the songwriting. We're going to be performing together. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, let, let's see if we can't make a go of this. Uh, well, I think we were there for a purpose. You know, both of us felt like we had a little bit to offer. And uh, so we went down there with, you know, a chip in a chair and a dream, mm-hmm. you know. So we went down there with ambitions. And uh, so I left Sioux Falls just with a big Chevy van, 20 camper van, <laughs> and uh, actually went to Clarksdale, Mississippi first. Okay. And uh, I was down there with a couple of friends and we, we got to see the juke joint uh, festival while oh, I was there, which man. was super awesome. And I saw some of the best blues musicians and met some of the greatest people in that small little community downtown there. And then uh, was there a little bit for a little while and then just decided to go up to Nashville and um, with my van, I had no plans on a place to live or anything like that. I just kind of was like, well, I got a camper van, so yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I can always find, you know, a place to shower and all that. I had friends down there too. So, right. but, uh, you know, I think for the first two months I was there, I was living in my van and, uh, just in a camper and it was some of the best times of my life, man, you know, just right. meeting people, going out to all these song, uh, songwriting, uh, nights and, uh, open mics, they call them here, I think, right. and, yeah. uh, just in then hit up Audrey and I came over there and we started playing music and it was like, Hey, we should do some more of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So we hung out, started falling in love, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. What a great story, man. Yeah, you know, that's right, what I love yeah. about it. It's not, not just that we're talking about the music, but you know, this was not just a collaboration of, uh, writing some words together. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it it's a soul thing, you it know, is. exactly. I yeah. can, I can tell, you know, take a look at you soulmates. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's pretty, pretty easy. And, uh, very easy to see that right away. In fact, it makes me think of the first time I did see you um, because uh, you were already up on stage as part of uh, Jazz Fest. And, um, At Jazz Fest? Well, no, oh, the jazz, jazz crawl. crawl. Okay. Excuse me. You know, I, I did play jazz. Fest we, we are, yeah, <laughs> we are, we are recording at our wine bar, and I'm on number three. Here. <laughs> We're catching cheers, up. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> but uh, at uh, the jazz crawl yeah. last year, and you were at uh, Pave, yep, uh, up on that second floor, and uh, I, I believe the billing was. Grayson Schultz and some other great musicians or something yeah, yeah. along that what line, was it? Wasn't it? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Some actually good musicians. Some actually, actually good musicians. <laughs> okay. And, and you were playing a little jazz and so forth. It was yeah, great yeah, and yeah. enjoying that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, this very beautiful woman walks into the room <laughs> and everybody's heads turned like, wow, who's that? And then somebody said, "That's Audrey Vargas." You know, she was on. Uh, you know, she she was on Idol and all that. <laughs> and everything starts going, and she and Grayson, you know, they're they're together and they're an item and everything. Uh, so that was fun. And then to to see uh, Audrey uh, get involved as well, it's just fantastic, you know. And it's, you know, it is it is just so fun uh, to see people that have passion. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. that's why I tell people often is that. My passion is talking to other people about their passion, mm-hmm. and it's uh, evident, obviously, with, with the two of you. Where do you see this going from here? Well, I think uh, 
at this point, you know, we've, I think uh, we've got three kids, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, we do have three kids. And, uh, you haven't lost, lost count yet. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, no. back in the days when we had wallets, you'd have pictures of them. Right, right. right. Now you got to pull out the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little harder to get out and, you know, it, it was a, a passion of a career, you know, for us for a, a while there. And then, you know, the family takes hold and you right. realize, you know, you got to work hard for, for those kids so you can, you know, take care of them. And uh, so right now, I think we're just enjoying each other and just uh, mm -hmm. writing music. And we're getting more comfortable with all that situation, you know, um, of having a family and just trying to still work music into the equation mm -hmm. there. And it's, it has its challenges, but I think obviously uh, yeah. it makes it more special when you get out and Honestly, we use our shows as kind of a date night, you know, because yeah. it's like we I get suppose. the sitter and yeah. you go out and, you know, if you're fortunate, you make a little cash while you do right. it. And, you know, so it's like a paid date night, it you is. know, and we, we take full advantage of it, you know, as yeah. far as a way to do that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to answer your question, Dave, I think this is the dream right here. We, we have the opportunity to play music right. whenever we feel inclined. Um, we're, we're blessed with three incredible children, healthy children. And we're surrounded by a wonderful community who supports our music. And so I, I think this is for us, this is the dream. And we, you know, we're, we're, um, and also grandparents for sure. Grandparents, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just looking forward to, you know, maybe putting some music on some albums and just being able to have something for our, mm -hmm. our children to remember us. Yeah, by, so. for sure. Right. And, and obviously you've got fans too, that would love to have that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do we? <laughs> uh, we oh, I, I, I think you do. Yeah. There's a, a, quite a few. Well, uh, yeah. anyway, we're blessed. Uh, so singer songwriters though, Yep. So when you're out and about and doing some gigs, you are playing those songs. Um, is that harder to do because it's original material when so many people are looking for covers? And obviously they request a song, most likely, that's a cover, not one of your original tunes. What, what's it like to, to go through that process to make sure that you still satisfy an audience but satisfy your artistic skills. Yes. I, I think as a musician, the, the hardest thing to learn is that every single show is going to be different. You know, the venues that we play at, um, we really just go by the people that we see there. If they're asking for requests, we're going to play requests. Mm -hmm. If they're just, you know, sitting down to have dinner and just only there to, to talk with one another, sometimes it's hard to grab the attention or to, um, to feel like what you're doing is important. But you, as a musician, you're setting the mood, you're enlightening people. Um, and I think the ultimate goal is, you know, not only as an individual artist, but for me, I feel like music is um, a two-way streak. If, if you're not influencing their, their spirits, are you just making noise? And so, um, what was the question? <laughs> yeah. In terms of being singer-songwriter, Oh, uh, getting, yes. Getting your own material yes. out versus playing the covers. And so I, I think when we play for a crowd that knows us or says, hey, we've seen you before, you know, we love to hear what you have mm -hmm. to offer. I think that's easier for me to play original music yeah. um, when you have people who are actually there to support you. But sometimes when we go out of town and we're, we're in a place that's brand new to us, then we'll kind of play more covers and be like, OK, this is kind of what people are liking. You know, we want like we don't want to go there and be like, oh, these guys are so standoffish, you know, like. We, we just like to. Yeah, I think that's why Audrey balances me nicely is I've been fairly adamant about sticking to my original 
uh, music. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've in Sioux Falls before I moved away, I played downtown at places for 10 years and I played all original music and there was nights where people kind of give you the you know the I'm eating dinner or I'm just want right. to be here and talk with my friends and drink or whatever you know and I was completely fine fine with it because I was finding my stride musically and uh you know and I did find that even if somebody wasn't invested in the song singing along or necessarily even clapping for the tune at the end of the song, I found many times I'd walk through and kind of gauge the crowd and never, Oh, you know, you did great. Or, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't feel ever like I was being booed out of there right. or anything right. like that. Yeah. So, and that's what I've stuck to. And I find that my opinion on it is you can go most places and find those cover tunes. You can find, uh, you know, people playing a lot of cover tunes, uh, basically, you know, from the last 15 years of my experience in this town, most people are doing that. Right. So I didn't have an issue with myself being, you know, doing something different. Yeah. I just felt like, okay, if I'm going to be the guy that wants to stick to my guns on that and they want to keep hiring me, then that's what it is. And if <laughs> exactly. they don't want to, then, you know, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and I do have to ask, I've got a good friend that uh, is a singer songwriter. And I asked him one time, I said, okay. What's easier to remember, remember when you're singing the lyrics? Mm. A top 10 tune that you've done a million times or one of your own? He says, one of my own. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. I think because in original music, there's a certain kind of uh, like there's little... Um, I guess, nuances to your mm -hmm. tunes that trigger a certain way you've rehearsed it. When you write a song, I think most people that write those songs probably have played it so much they don't want to hear it anymore before <laughs> they show anyone else. So, I mean, there's just cer certain things with original music that when you create it, it becomes more ingrained into you as opposed to something you're trying to portray as someone else. Absolutely. So. Now, Grayson, you mentioned something just a little bit ago, and I... I kind of want to piggyback on it a little bit sure. um and and audrey you uh, referenced it as well in terms of you know your songs getting uh to other people that are your original works and you not getting you know booed out of any place and so <laughs> right. forth uh i was a clown for many years oh sure literally a, cl <laughs> a clown um and i always like to tell people this when it comes to the value of entertainment I was at a, a nursing home in a small town in southwest Minnesota. And uh, first of all, I walked in and, and they were making a carnival day. So all the staff uh, was wearing red noses and so forth. Well, we just wanted to make you feel comfortable and everything. Oh. It's like, well, I already do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know one, one of the gags that I would do is I would hand out a sticker and then I'd have a little, little squeaker in my uh, hand and I'd say no this is a magic sticker if you press this guy right on his nose and then it squeak it and you know most people and they, they'd understand <laughs> what the gag was and so forth well there was this one gal sitting in a wheelchair no emotion at all and so i'm thinking oh she's not having much of a day is she so i go over there and i do this bit with the sticker and squeaking she looks down at the sticker she looks up at me and she says well i'll be damned and you know so got got a chuckle out of that yeah but then when I was leaving and waving goodbye and so forth, all of a sudden I feel this tug on my arm, and it's that gal. Okay. And she says, thank you for a wonderful day of entertainment. Right, yeah. So the person that I thought, and maybe others uh, in that room that day, also thought was getting the least out of it, 
might have gotten the most. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, I really think that's a, a true, you know, statement there because that happens all the time. Yeah, that you reminds know? me of the night in Okoboji. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Where at Okoboji? I love uh, Okoboji. At Bracco. At oh, the Bracco yes. Sandbar. Yeah. Um, One next of my to good friends front. does uh, magic there. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. didn't know they... In fact, he, in fact, he's one of the sponsors of the show, Jeff, oh, wonderful. Jesse Moffat. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, hi, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, we we play in Okoboji, I mean, 10 to 12 times in the summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe this year it'll be eight. I don't know. Yeah, I think something like right, that. Yeah. But um, every time we go down there, we we get excited. It's just the type of place where people will clap no matter how good or how bad you are. And they just want to, they just want to be entertained, whether it's right. like show stopping or, or let's throw tomatoes at this guy, you know? Right. And so we could started be the sun from the lake. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> the margaritas. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we started this tradition. Um, if you name it, we'll play it. If we know it or not, We'll try it, you know. We'll Almost like up. the old, the stump the band. Yes. <laughs> Correction. Okay. Yes. Correction. If you name it, she'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> and it has led to some, you know, extreme, extremely awful, but also extremely wonderful evenings. But this one night we were, we were there and we were just having kind of a hard time feeling like we were welcome. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just one of those nights where we just, I didn't feel like I was hitting it. And then, um, we had this like idea. Okay, okay, Audrey Grayson, we're sowing a seed. We're sowing a seed. Whether or not these people are clapping or dancing or even nodding their heads, like if we're having a good time, somehow in some way, someone else is going to have a good night. And so we took you know fifteen twenty minutes. We were talking about this. And we're like, okay, we're just going to sow the seed. That's all we're doing. And we got up there and we started playing some of our you know, best music. And I started dancing and Gray started dancing with his guitar. And eventually by the end of the night, we had the entire audience, the entire beach bar up at the front dancing yeah. with us. <laughs> and it's awesome. just yeah. Gray yeah. and I and two guitars. There's yep. no drums, no keys, you know? And so I, I really think that's true. Like, even if you don't feel like someone is, um, is feeling, you know, what you want them to somewhere, Someone is right. So right, yep. yeah. I always like to tell my uh, uh, comedian friends that you know, just because somebody wasn't laughing uproariously out loud, doesn't mean they weren't laughing and enjoying the joke. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. I don't that. find myself at when I go see comedians that I'm laughing out loud, but yeah. I'm, I'm inwardly yeah. just, yeah, yeah, just, just enjoying. Yeah. Hey, that was exactly. a great show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's me. I will laugh. Right, right, right. <laughs> tackle, tackle. All right, away. And we are speaking with Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas. We're going to take a quick one-minute break, and we'll be back with more of these two wonderful people on the Dave Holly Hour. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so... I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E... 
M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Here is Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. Again, we are speaking with Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas, not only musicians, but also singer-songwriters, and, well, they happen to be a couple, uh, with uh, three amazing kids, although Grayson wasn't sure of that number earlier. <laughs> I think we've got three kids. Number three, three only. <laughs> I just won't dive in on the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play the safe card. But it is so fun to have you guys around, and uh, you've been around Sioux Falls, but you've also been down in Nashville, as we mentioned. And now when you moved back, having had a Nashville experience and so forth, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about that? Well, so we didn't move straight back from Nashville. We moved to Seattle um, and then we lived there. Oh, for we a needed while. some good coffee? Yeah, we, we, moved, we had to get a little coffee and then um, both places were really amazing. Um, so we, it was completely different, you know, the two places, but we just found the Pacific Northwest to be a place of great adventure. And that's kind of what we were on mm-hmm. when we were down there. And, uh, music was, was, uh, amazing and it, it just wasn't enough. I don't think, I think we were seeking more of an adventure. So right. we yeah. just, uh, jumped in the van. <laughs> well, actually two vans. But, uh, <laughs> and then we, uh, we came back here and uh, we played a show. And then we just jumped on the interstate and yeah. went west. And then that's kind of, um, uh, but uh, back to your question, moving back here. Um, well, Audrey was ready to have our first child, okay. our daughter. And uh, she actually left two weeks before I did. I had to finish out some work and get our apartment situation um figured out and so i was actually living in my office at work out there for about two weeks Ooh. i just love to live anywhere you yeah, know you just give me a bed <laughs> a van not even an office, a good. Yeah, a kitchen maybe a toilet <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i finished up out there and the whole time we were just worried she was gonna go into labor right. while i'm out in seattle still and fortunately that didn't happen but uh yeah. finished that up so she drove back um with her dad and then i followed up shortly thereafter and then we had our first child so it was like an entire i had a job lined up by the time i got back and then shortly thereafter we bought our first home and uh just uh it was like a whole different world again you know so it was like uh, going to nashville was one thing going to seattle was another thing and then having a bunch of babies is entirely (laughs) crazy another thing so when you were up in seattle then besides the great coffee were you uh, also did you become grunge? <laughs> well, we saw a lot of Kurt stick, Cobain, did you stick uh, to your roots and Oh my goodness. I think um I think grunge and pop and rock play um major influences in some of the music that I write. And I think that um when I told my family and friends, "Hey, I'm I'm with Grayson, you know, we got the bags packed, we're going north. We're heading to the Pacific Northwest." They were like what are you doing? (laughs) But I knew there was something here and I wanted to see what life was like other than Nashville. Music city is wonderful. It has great country roots. It has great blues roots. I mean, you're so close to Memphis. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was just something about another side of music and the other side of the country Mm -hmm. that was so tempting and just felt like 
I want to give this a try. And so not only was the traveling fun, we got, we actually came when we were like vacationing to get to Seattle. My, I transferred jobs up there too. We came to Sioux Falls and we were like, you guys were so excited. We're moving to Seattle. We have, you know, we have a place set up over here. Um, and then Gray was like, Audrey, can I tell him? Oh, sure. Yeah. So then, so Gray was like, Audrey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like, thank you for taking this um, chance with me. You know, like, will you marry me? And so we got engaged while we were in Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. We kind of kept things a secret until we were in Seattle and things just started to get like better and better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just, you know, our relationship, our music, you know, the things that we were seeing were, were altering the type of lyrics that we were writing and the way that we were living our lives was just felt so much like, to me, it felt like rock and roll. Yeah, it really yeah. did. We were like, what's, you know, who cares about tomorrow? Like, we're doing this today, <laughs> you know? And, and suddenly, two days later, three days later, we went from Nashville to Seattle, and it was the best experience of my life. So Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely one of my favorite places. I miss it all the time. I do, too. Uh, you know, yeah. just 30 minutes from the mountains. Well, don't say that, because we'd miss you if you were. Well, well, exactly. <laughs> and I never... I love, yeah. I love Sioux Falls. I yeah. couldn't, you know, yeah. I'm here for life, so... Yeah. Well, see, for me, it was Colorado. I My first two years out of college... I worked in Colorado. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, anytime that I cross a state line traveling out there, this huge grin gets yeah, on my yeah. face. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You so. start to remember the interstate uh, views yeah. and like, oh, yes, we're almost there. Well, and I, I grew up here, you know, most of my life. So I've never had any, you know, issues with Sioux Falls or anything. I watched it grow into, you know, a big little city now. It is, well, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, uh, of course, I'm a lot older than you guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, when I was 16, and, you know, got the license. And the first thing was, you know, oh, you got to drive up to Sioux Falls and so forth. And I remember the population signs being 80,000, <laughs> wow. you know, and now we're over 200,000. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've seen that growth. But I think the thing for me that has been so great, and and I don't know where you can label it time-wise, um, but definitely over the past decade. Yes. If maybe not the past two, the arts and entertainment community has exploded. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's I been agree. so great, you know, to see things. And, and I know that uh, I th I think the sculpture walk might be going on about 20 years now or so. Wow, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, everything that's come along with that. And I, I think this has to be fun for you guys, especially. All the different venues you can play now. Right, yep. You know. Um, Wonderful places. Yeah. Like, you know, like our wine, our for wine. example. It's a yeah, this is place. one of our favorite places. This is one of our play. favorite yeah. places, absolutely. Yeah, sure. The last time we played, we um, we came in and and Ricardo said, hey, we moved the stage from yeah. one side to the next. And that changed everything. Yeah, I, I really mean, we did. loved playing here before, but the last time we played, I just felt like we were musicians. Mm -hmm. We were not a cover band that night. We were mm -hmm. like, we're just going to play what we want. And we just, I felt so inspired. I was feeding off of your energy. Yeah. We were feeding off of the, like there was extra 20 extra seats that were available and the house was packed. It was great. And you know what I heard the next day? I remember I kept saying, my eyes are burning. It feels like there's someone smoking cigars in here. The, the night after we played, the fire alarms went off uh, because of, I don't know, something was going on in the kitchen. And we were oh, like, thank okay. God we played Friday. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought it felt a little weird that night, then, but I wasn't uh, sure. Uh, a few Mondays ago, uh, in fact, Valentine's Day it was, yes. between interviews, those things. And they're loud. Yeah, yes, yeah. They sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's kind of how, like whenever we go into a venue, I approach it from a standpoint of initially before when I'm setting up, getting ready to do sound, I look at the the building itself and I look right. for the way the acoustics are going to bounce and things like that. Now, there's a lot of venues in town, but not all of them are kind of geared towards being, you know, listening rooms or anything for music necessarily. So when, when they moved us from the corner, which I was totally used to, and then moving us to this side, I looked up and I saw these beams going across the ceiling i'm like hmm that's gonna pose a challenge for right. dispersion of sound and things and you know the, so that's kind of how we approach everything when it comes to our shows is you know we want to we want to kind of have the right volume level for the venue mm-hmm. yeah. and have the right you know lighting and have the right you know just the the right mood sort of well and, and that has to depend upon the individual restaurant or bar as well as yes. to what they have you know? right yes. exactly you're obviously gonna uh probably juice things up if you go to a bar that, uh, you know, um, likes to tout rock and roll, right, exactly. uh, you, you play here at our wine where it's, you know, people enjoying their meal, mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. back and, they, and the music is an accompaniment. Yes. Right. Uh, and that's one of the night. most fun things to tackle when it comes to playing music is just kind of reading rooms. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just when you sit down, you want to you want to just make everyone happy and that's it. I would just like to voice Grayson Schultz is probably the most underrated sound tech in Sioux Falls <laughs> because honestly it doesn't matter what venue we're in mm-hmm. if he is running sound for us I feel completely confident <laughs> I don't feel like I'm too loud or too soft like it's wonderful. And I, I hear that from a lot of people, a lot of our musicians, you know, they just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I can't sorry. take a compliment, but appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we know the old uh, thing of, you know, don't over, over sound the room. That's right. Yeah, because exactly. there's so many people that do that. And yes. it's like, really, you know, yeah. <laughs> or we're not enjoying this per se. So <laughs> we're just, our ears are being blasted yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody that's a foot and a half away from you. Yeah. And you can't hear a single thing that, uh, gets, gets, a little tough that way uh what are some of the venues that you've played you know some of the bigger places that uh, you've really enjoyed well i think uh well the biggest show i've ever played i think for the most people was actually the first ever river fest um somehow uh me and my uh former band hometown glow we played down at the first um uh what's it called the first weekend or river fest uh, well not river fest it's the block party the, and then so they said, well, we had Hometown Glow here, but we remember you had another band before that band, but we want you to do Riverfest, but we can't market it the same. We don't want the same band. So I said, OK. <laughs> and uh, so I had to call the old guys up and say, hey, they want us to do this Riverfest. I don't know what it is, you know, and it sounds like it's going to be cool. And uh, so we went back to the old branding and the new band was a little bit like what are we doing here? You know, cause I was like, don't worry. I got this plan. We're going to play half the set with the old band. And then I'm going to bring you guys up. It's going to be super awesome. It was not awesome. Everybody was like, what's going on, dude? You know? So it was, uh, but that was, I think, you know, so many people there, they had the beer tents set yeah, up right beside the stage. Huge. I remember being they at couldn't that first get one. beer to the tents. There yeah. was just so many people. The mayor hugged me on the stage. It was just <laughs> one of the most amazing moments, you know, ever (laughs) but uh that that was the biggest show in sioux falls that uh i've been a part of one of my you know so did you actually change the name of the band for that night i did yeah okay so because you know uh frank sinatra won a national radio talent contest like four weeks in a row 
all under different names. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, it works, I guess. That's, yeah. that's a really smart idea. <laughs> Audrey, how do you like to brand the type of music that the two of you write and sing together? And just in general, how do you like to brand you guys as a, a formidable duo for people to come out and see? Mm, well, uh, our our Facebook uh, music page is Adriana and Grayson Schultz. Um, and so when we play music, I, I go by Adriana and Grayson mm-hmm. Schultz. Um, I would say we're just, you know, our music is very um, eclectic. I mean, Grayson comes from this blues and soul um, background. I'd say a little bit of rock and roll too, a little bit of funk, um, reggae. You know, there's small, slight influences in, in that genre. Just name everything. It's fine. Well, no, that's your, <laughs> no. those are yours, those five, six, D, all of the above. Yes, all of the above. Um, and for me, I, you know, I do, um, I was very inspired by country music, uh, by pop music and rock and roll um, growing up. I loved Shania Twain. I loved um, the Almond Brothers. I loved, you know, just a, a, a big variety of, of musicians um, in that sort of Willie lane. Nelson. Yeah. Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Willie. I love Miranda. I love Carrie. Um, kind of the female country artists and then a lot of like the um, classic rock that my mom and dad would listen to. Um, and so when we bring those writing styles together, it's really something that, you know, can be for everyone. And, and I think the songs that we write are just something that we found that we liked together and it was just something like we go back to the date nights and stuff, you know, like these are things that we would be doing at home in our living room, you know, and we get to do that for live audiences, you know, in the summer. And the you spring. mentioned the uh, Allman brothers. Yes. Uh, so um, some Southern rock roots, Southern rock. Yeah, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that's why it, it was just really nice to fit in um, to the Nashville scene because you get mm-hmm. a lot of those, um, influences there. And then I brought, you know, the, the female country taste to that and wrote a few songs with some people down there that just felt right. And, mm-hmm. um, but I just always wanted to, to, to grow. I don't think country music was where I was meant to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why when the opportunity to go to Seattle, um, arose it was like yes because i i also love paramore i love rihanna i love nirvana i love you know all of the the punk and the grunge that i grew up with in high school and so to hear some of those influences um where they came from and like prince and and things like that it was um just a really fun experience um to go through that and so i think as an individual and both as a duo when we're able to put our our minds together just something great happens yeah, I think we really live through our music, too. So our music lives through us when we play shows, you know, kind of all of a sudden, you know, we might have this song that's all about, uh, you know, our, our, you know, just love for each other and, and, you know, our family and, you know, the good times. And then, you know, I might go to work and I didn't take the trash out and all of a sudden I come home to a tune that's like, you ain't gonna bring me down. <laughs> and Audrey has this original. I'm like, where did that like, come from? I was like, okay, I'll jump on board, you know, cause you know, expression is the best way to create music. So, you know, if, if I had to do something wrong for a good song to come out of it, then, you know, it's good on me. Right. <laughs> no. So what were your influences, Grayson? My influences mostly uh, stem from, like she said, the soul tune. So, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of, um, what about specifically a guitarist? A guitarist. Hmm. Let's see. Well, uh, 
you know, obviously Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan or oh, Stevie the, Ray loves you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they're just music that you can listen to, you know. Like when I was younger, I found myself listening to Pink Floyd a lot. Yeah. Uh nothing that really like you would hear in my music necessarily, but just, you know, when you hear just some of those solos that they um they came out with back then, it was just like, man, they just had the ears, the tone, you know, everything was just like just had a certain attitude but also subtlety to it that was just well placed and well timed it was a it was a cockiness with a humbleness also you know you couldn't quite pin it and that's kind of where uh guitar you know i don't claim myself as a guitar player at all but he I, is he's a very <laughs> well, good yes, he is. guitar player. but i would rather have someone else play guitar i i, I kind of feel really? like i'm a vocalist first so and when i play guitar sometimes i feel like it's harder for me to sing the way i want to sing mm-hmm. yeah. so but uh as far as vocals go you know donny hathaway stevie wonder uh you know marvin gay all yeah. those guys you Anybody. know it's just <laughs> that's my dad's i know well tommy gervin he was a good guitar player too man. yeah and so but uh that's only because my dad showed him to me <laughs> thank you so do either of you play other instruments a little piano a yeah, little I drums play some piano okay sometimes when we're jamming in the studio gray will hop on a different instrument mm-hmm. and i'm like I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try. She, th- I don't think she knows better, but I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm such a beginner in every instrument. I mean, you were the one who made me play and play and play guitar over and over yeah, again yeah. until I was like, okay, I can finally do this with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. So for me, it's only guitar. Like Multi instrumentalist by any means, but uh, you know, I just like to make sounds. And I, yeah. mm-hmm. the thing about instruments is, if you have the ears for it, you can hit a note or hit two notes right. and all of a sudden it's not going to sound bad necessarily. Yeah. So it might not be, you know, some of these guys around here, you know, but <laughs> I, I feel like I can make some good tunes on instruments. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, how are either of you at uh, improvisation in music? How, how would you uh, rate yourself? Gray is the go-to on improv. And then I can feed off of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm able to mimic, you know, if someone is like, in their moment, I'm over here like cheering it on, like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As prepared as I want to be in music, I feel like you're never going to be prepared enough. Mm-hmm. So I've always just thought it better to be lucky. <laughs> and I show up, and I feel like sometimes I just don't really understand it, but I'm just going to give you my best. You know, no, no matter what, I'm just going to do my best. And more times than not, I've been lucky, (laughs) you know, like just to, just to be able to perform on the spot, you know? So, uh, when it comes to improvisation, that's a trained thing too. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys will play piano their whole life and they'll get out of high school. This is, um, quoting one of my good friends, Alex Olson, you know, he trained his whole life. And then all of a sudden you get out of college, you know, training and music and all that and then you're left with well i've learned everything there is to offer but now what can i do Mm -hmm. and it's like oh it's a blank you know blank uh, canvas there so then you really have to reteach yourself yeah because the thing that i think of as i'm uh you know out and about uh and usually we're at least out one night a week uh taking in some music is just the incredible talent that takes place 
when somebody just goes off on something. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Audrey, then you feed off that and everybody else feeds off that right. and so yeah. forth. It's just like, you know, I, and that's why I love jazz so much is mm-hmm. because there's so much of that. But uh, the other thing is I love seeing who's ever performing when you can tell they're in that groove and mm-hmm. they know they're in yeah. that groove. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's just it's so fun to see that. Uh, Audrey, what's been your most favorite time performing on stage? That is a tough question. I would have I to. I got two in that, today, didn't I? That is yeah. a really hard question. Um, I think one of my favorite times performing. Wow. Um, I'm going to go back to the old days. <laughs> I have two. Okay. I would say the, the first would be um, there was an evening at a show choir concert in high school where I signed up to sing um, in the solo competition throughout the day. And um, in high school, I think I was a pretty shy, I was somewhat outgoing with people that I was familiar with, but I was a very shy person in high school. And so everyone was like, Audrey's doing a solo. Audrey's doing this like solo song, right? I like everybody, we're going to go listen to Audrey. And, um, so it was a, a, literally a full house. And this was the first time I'd ever done something of this caliber. And so I remember being backstage. I was, I sang, um, at last by Etta James. And I was like hyperventilating in the, you know, <laughs> backstage. And one of the sound texts was like, it's going to be okay. They like patted me on the shoulder. Uh-huh. Like, do you need a glass of water or something? And I'm over here like hunched over like, I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. And I was the last person of the the solo contest. So finally they call my name. I walk up there and I have, I was never once by myself on a stage before. And then the music starts playing and I'm thinking I'm going to forget the words or something. And then all of a sudden there's singing and it's me, but I'm hearing someone else, you know, it, but it's me. And I'm like, I can't see anybody's faces. And finally I get kind of get comfortable. And then I just go for it. And I'm singing, I'm singing. I see my, my friends, you know, in the audience. And I was about 17 years old. And this was, you know, once, once the song was over, there was a big pause. And I just remember there was a moment where I took a deep breath and it was silent. And then the applause came and I just like wanted to cry because I was like the, the scariest moment of my life is over. I finally did something that I've always wanted to do, sing the solo. And, um, I am proud to say that that was like the first time I'd ever won something, you know? So that was, um, one of my most favorite and memorable moments was singing that song for my peers and for, you know, everyone else in, I think it was in Sioux city. Um, so whoever is listening, if they, if they know they can correct me. But. <laughs> and then the, the, the second most memorable time was playing at the Levitt when we, Aww. when we got to perform together, that was the, um, the most, uh, populated, uh, concert when tonic sofa, uh, played and we got to open for them right. as Grayson Schultz and, and Adriana. Um, and that was just a wonderful experience because our, our children got to watch our family, our, our friends and, and just all of Sioux Falls who came to support the, the Levitt shows and tonic sofa. Mm-hmm. And that was just, it was awesome. It was a wonderful evening. So yeah, we really enjoyed playing down there. We sure. did. Yeah. So. We didn't know what to expect at all. We yeah, I don't. We hadn't been to any of the shows down there beforehand, so we 
you know, it was nice to get down there and finally, you know, see one of the shows in Tonic Solfa was super nice, you know, yeah. super down to earth guys. And well, you know, they, some yeah. of them were super, right? Super exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Represent. <laughs> yeah, they were just, it was, it made us comfortable and went out there. And, you know, all I could remember seeing was my family in the crowd of yeah. sea of people on there. You know, they overflowed into Phillips Avenue there. Oh, even. I remember that. Yes. Just yeah. so many people. But uh, it was just cool to be like, you know, have that many people and not really feel nervous after all we've worked for, you know, so it was cool. Is that the same for you then in terms of a uh, favorite moment on stage or what else? would? Well, be? I mean, like I said earlier, hugging the mayor was pretty yeah. cool. It made me feel validated, you know, like Sioux Falls of had course. finally uh, accepted me, yeah. <laughs> you know. Let, let's see, at that time would have been my man, Mike. Mike uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, Mike exactly. Yeah. Yep. Gave me a big old hug and I was Aww. proud. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time uh, a friend and I had co-hosted, emceed a, a, a cooking something that was a benefit for somebody. And afterward, the mayor came up and said, thank you guys, because I'm guessing you're probably not getting paid much today. <laughs> I said, well... Thank you, Mayor. You're sure right, but thank it. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two questions I always love to uh, end with. Quite often, the second question is answered during the first. Uh, Grayson, we'll go with you first. Okay. All right. When you are not part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Mm, okay. Well, um, that's a good question. <laughs> I spend most of my time working. At night, I like to spend my time uh, hanging out with Audrey. I do like video games, I guess. You know, I play a little bit of video games here and there. Not so much anymore. I'm a lot busy, so uh, a lot more busy. But, uh, you know, entertainment is just something that uh, I like to do all the time. I like to play my guitar. I like mm -hmm. to sing my tunes. I like to have fun. So, uh, and be a dad. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The, you pretty well answered the uh, second question, which is, you know, any other hobbies. So, a yeah. gamer, huh? Yeah, a little bit yeah. sometimes. Yeah, not so much anymore, though, with three yeah. kids and <laughs> working all the time. I, by the time I get home, I just don't want to do anything, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, Audrey, uh, when you're not part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Other entertainment. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy, uh, you know, binge watching like uh, reality music shows or dance shows. My daughter mm -hmm. loves to dance, and so we will you know, sit and listen to music and do dance parties or yoga parties or, you know, things of that nature. And um, I also, uh, I love sports. I love running. So any chance I, I get to be active, that is um, a big part of my life as well. All right. So you, you both did it, you know, it, it happens so often. Yes. So I'm guessing running is the other, uh, you know, hobby and so forth. Absolutely. Right? Anything else? Well, she, it's unfair. She got a second. She had time to think about yeah. it. I did. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd say finger painting or... or. Uh, she's actually a very good artist, too. She does uh, draw and stuff. Oh, I try to challenge really? her to do that yeah. more because she is very talented. Actually, the, the poster we made for um, Jazz Crawl, I, mm -hmm. I made that poster. <laughs> yeah, Grayson Schultz and some actually yeah, good musicians. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you both so well, much. Thank you for having us. Uh, yes, thank you, Definitely uh, glad that we finally got it to work out. Yeah, uh, and it's just been a fantastic. Uh, you are both um, just a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Uh, when it comes to seeing that, you know, there's a young couple that uh, is this talented, this in love. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, it works for you that uh, you can be out there together on stage. And, right. Um, so thankful for that, that you are both an integral part of the Asu Empire arts and entertainment scene.
Thank well, you. likewise. Thank you very yes, much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Thanks again to the great conversation we had with Grayson Schultz and Audrey Vargas. If you can catch them sometime, do so. You will be thankful that you did. They are incredible to watch on stage together. Yeah, they're pretty ding dang cute. Uh, also, thank you to the man that put the R in our wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi, as he is so pleasant enough to allow us to do our conversations for this show at our wine bar. Someday I'll even tell you the full story as to how that came about. And, of course, thank you. Thank you for the shares, the downloads, everything else. Here's where we are. We are now over 8,000 downloads. And 555 Facebook likes for the Dave Holly Hour page. Keep up the good work. So what's going on this weekend for us? Well, here's what we're going to hit. Uh, my wife and I, tonight, we're headed to the monstrous little theater production of Rabbit Hole. Friday night, the ruggedly handsome trivia host returns to the sky in tea with some March Madness fun. And if it works out then, Saturday night, we'll be at the Red Rock and Rowena for Crazy Frank Karaoke. Thanks again for joining. Certainly appreciate it. Continue to support arts and entertainment in the Sioux Empire or wherever you may live. Do so. It's vital to the community. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.